answer. So, in fact, I think we're going to get started right about now. It's nine. Well, boom, 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 boom. Check and make sure. Press one if you see it. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and they all came down to the ladybugs picnic. One, two, three, four, five, six, and we're off. It is nine oh one a.m. U.S. Pacific um, Standard Time here in Los Angeles, Tuesday, the twentieth of February, A.D. twenty twenty four. Had a great show yesterday, in my opinion. I, I had fun with it anyway. With Big Bump, B-I-G-G, new word, B-U-M-P. And there was one topic I didn't cover. I was remiss in not covering it with him, this uh, persecution of the president, our greatest president, Trump. So I hope to touch on that today, okay? Is that okay with you? Um, I think it's fine with you guys. Uh, what else? Space is real, guys. The Earth is plainly a ball. I am showing my Flat Earth Society. I pulled it down off of the wall here. Sean had installed it, and it's going to be tricky for me to put it back up. But I'm... I can handle tricky things. Yes, I'm an honorary Flat Earth Society member for my tireless promotion of the Flat Earth. Even though I'm a ball tarred for life. Indeed. I play the big bump replays to help me fall asleep at night, hey, says Nugget Man, because he has a uh, soothing voice, a la Dr. Ben Carson's son. Does Dr. Ben Carson have any uh, children? What else will we touch on? I hope to touch on uh, my VP pick, by the way. I have a playful but real vice president pick for Trump 2024, of course. Some of you guys aren't voting. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Fonnie Willis, interesting gal. Calls to get to. And you guys ever heard of Basquiat? I may uh, play. Um, I may play a, a clip or two of Basquiat, who was this black New York artist back in the day, and he died. Rest in peace. So. Hopefully all of that and your calls, some of you guys are already on hold if you'd like to call in. Beautiful music to share. Steve Taylor Tuesday. And it's Black History Month Shuby Taylor Tuesday. Nice. But anyway, guys, let's get right on with the show. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. I am fine. I have my Yellowstone t-shirt on. You can barely see it because I have this Flat Earth Society thing in the way. The, the, uh, the Wonder of Yellowstone. Is that the one that's in my, Wyoming or something? I don't know. Where is Yellowstone? <laughs> am I embarrassing myself? What a mess. Um, 
Yeah, I won't tell you where I got it. It's just uh, kind of not your business where I got, where I got this T-shirt, which should tell you uh, something about it. Let me see if I can stream live on IG. I'm not quite used to this, guys, so bear with me. Um, I want to stream on IG, Instagram, the Hake Report Instagram. So neglected. Poor Instagram. They're even more redheaded stepchildren-ish than D-Live, than the D-Live crew. The real ones who actually kind of support Hake. What a mess. <laughs> nice. We're live on IG, I think. So let me get to a call or two, guys. Mark in Los Angeles, California, before we get into the stories. Mark, thanks for calling. What's up, yeah, man? Thanks for, thank you for taking the call. I, uh, I don't have a lot of time, so I'll get this out. Cool. I just got a, I just got a stat that you may want to, your audience may be interested in. That from the FBI, per 100,000 people in the U.S., 22.2 uh, black people kill out of that 100,000. It's 22.2 out of, for every 100,000 people are murdered by Negroes. For whites, per 100,000, it's 2.2. Yeah, it's about so 10 that, times as much. Yeah, yeah, 10 times as much. That's actually an FBI stat that Mark Dice showed on his, um, on his show this morning. Yeah, and Mark and Dice, is, he gets the facts right. He used to be a little yeah, more conspiracy-minded, mm-hmm. but yeah. No, but he, he actually showed... A fellow fan right. of Jesse Lee Peterson, by the way. Oh, he's a fan? Yeah. Yeah, he oh, appreciates good. JLP. Cool. And um, there was something else about this. Um, uh, okay, he print, he called, he uh, googled it. I don't know what it's called. I'm not familiar, but it's uh, a thing where you could ask questions, you know, about different subjects to uh-huh. Google. And he Mark Dice googled the you know black versus white murder rates in the U.S. And before they gave him that stat, oh God, he showed what he read what they said to him. Well, you have to consider the environment, all these fake excuses. Right. For black yeah, context needed. Or, yeah. or liars like, well, I won't bring up the guy. Well, I already brought him up. Liars like the guy who came, who, uh, your nemesis, who pretend oh, he, like the facts, like the truth is not the truth. And you have to give well, all he, the, you have to say it in a specific way, otherwise it's a lie. Stupid. Well, you're talking about Fannie Willis's son, right? The guy from Phoenix. Isn't That's that right. His son? His son? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I figured it would be. He was the only guy that I heard on your show. I think it was last week when Jesse. I did see that where he talked about that witch from Fulton County. Ah. Um, oh, really? Willis, I, yeah, it was on fa- Facebook Shorts. Okay. And um, uh, he, this clown that calls in from Phoenix, you know his. He sounds like his mom has got to be Fanny Willis, but whatever. <laughs> he was the only one that defended her on wow. your show. And one other thing real quick. the I know I don't mean to jump around, but I'm going to be going in a minute. The three-judge panel that said Trump didn't have immunity, if you read what they wrote to deny him his constitutional rights, it was garbage. A three-year-old could have wrote it. All they did was use hypotheticals. Yeah. Well, would he have immunity if he killed somebody? I mean, all these, re- it had nothing to do. Right. The questions that these communist judges asked him had nothing to do with real presidential immunity. I'm yeah. talking about Trump's lawyers. Makes sense. Um, yeah. I'm hoping and praying 
if he wins the immunity case at the Supreme Court level, that'll throw Jack Smith's case out where it belongs. And it looks like Fannie Willis down there is going to blow the case, hopefully, against Trump in Atlanta, but we don't know. But I do believe Trump is a gift from God, and I think that uh, he will win, despite uh, the, the you know Biden administration and their cohorts, these DAs that are Soros-backed, yeah. they're not going to win. I just believe it in my heart. Trump has got God on his side, and I think we're going to win this. Nice, man. That's cool. Uh, I don't know if you heard my call with the guy who accused me and you of Trump worship, but I'm, I'm with you. I think that he is, um, as you said, a gift from God, uh, the light of the world, as Jesus called his disciples. How uh, many men could take the pressure that President Trump is under yeah. from Satan's children. These are if you can't see the devil yep. in Fannie Willis, you're as you're as evil as she is. Yeah, and those are the kind of people that are breeding children and that are teaching their children to hate the white man. Right. That's, that's why you understand. That's why we should show understanding to the blacks because they were raised and as Oprah said about whites. The blacks were born and bred and marinated in this anti-whiteness. They really are just yeah. blind and can't see. So I don't, I don't see how that's ever going to change. I hope it does. It's unlikely that it will. Hate, you know, hate and whitey has been something the blacks have been preaching since I've been alive. And you brought and, up Fanny. Uh, you, 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 let me briefly interrupt. You brought up Fanny Willis, and and you saw how she broke under pressure. She thought that she was standing yeah. up tough, and right. Trump has never acted that way under far, far, far more endless pressure um, and attacks than Will Fannie Willis could even dream. So, yeah, you're right. Trump is, is solid. Uh, well, I interrupted I you about the black—go ahead. No, I was just going to say, in regards to Fannie Willis, she, the fact that she um, broke under pressure is a, uh, a you know— a way of showing her low IQ. Yeah. I mean, she's a very low IQ person. She's filled with hate for the white man, and fellow white haters voted her in. I don't know what Fulton, is Fulton County, Atlanta, I guess it is. Yeah, that's Atlanta. Okay, that's yep. a lost cause. Yeah. Go to Atlanta and walk the streets at night and see how nice it is. And yeah. that used to be a great city at one time. Yeah. But, uh, JLP was going to live there, I think. And then he went to Los Angeles and loved Los Angeles and stayed. And he, I think he was glad to stay in Los Angeles, even as bad as L.A. is now. Well, there are some good suburbs around Atlanta yeah. that are oh, yeah. livable. But the downtown area has been lost to the devil. So, right. yeah, yep. I could see how she could win elections. It's too bad. But I'm standing with Trump all the way to the end. Nice, man. I appreciate it. It's good to hear from you, Mark, in Los Angeles. Thank uh, you, sir. Have a good day. All right. Bye. What's up, Ashley over in the Facebook crew? I got Hake's Facebook working again. I'm kind of a boomer. Boomer tech. What a mess. <laughs> so what's Hake's VP pick? You guys have called in over the past... Week, couple weeks, I guess. Giving me your lame-o, normie VP picks. Carrie Lake. Uh, ben Carson. No, I don't know if anybody picked him, really. Uh, Tucker Carlson. He would be okay. Um, 
Alan West. I don't know if anybody mentioned him. Uh, what, who else did you guys bring to me? Oh, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's not even a normal American white Anglo Christian. He's 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 a good performer. He's perform <laughs> well. Anyway, I like him though. I do like him, but not for that. I keep on saying press secretary for him because <laughs> it's sort of a dismissive job, and yet it's also he handles the media re- very well, uh, and I like that. And he's actually really smart, but he's just not, he's not American. <laughs> In spirit, maybe he's somewhat more American. You know, he kind of loves white people, I think, maybe. Or at least he pretends to. I appreciate that. Hey, at least pretend. Who else do you guys think about for uh, president? There were some other ones who were good. Oh, DeSantis, I guess nobody really picks him anymore because DeSantis sort of turned on Trump, acted all tough and listened to his wife or something, or these liberal never-Trumpers. Uh, somebody picked the guy, the wheelchair, wheelchair-bound relative rhino from Texas. I call him a rhino, but he may not be as bad as I'm saying. Somebody suggested Mike Flynn in the chat just now. I like that idea. I haven't really heard Mike Flynn speak. My pick? Am I ready? Is there any others? Uh, <laughs> are there any others? Who else? Do you remember any of the other names, Hassan, that were floated for vice president that were... Somebody said Christy Nome. Come on. Uh, Sarah Palin is Hassan's prediction. Not that that would be his pick. Hassan, that wouldn't be Hassan's favorite, I don't think. Um, Trump, uh, JLP probably wants Putin. Um... Yeah, per... Uh, oh, yeah, Sean says... Sean reminds me, Al from somewhere said uh, Byron Donalds or Byron Donalds. Yeah, that was sort of interesting. I don't hate him. It's just that he's black and young. And being black and young, untested, it feels like a... It feels like kiss-up. Even though Al from... Uh, yeah, you know, my, bl- my black conservative caller... Made some nice points. But who else? Anybody else? Was there anybody else who was interesting, exciting? I don't remember. How about Mike Pence? <laughs> Baron. Baron Trump. <laughs> He's tall enough. Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> so anyway, some of you guys have probably tuned out and got, gotten annoyed at Hague for not bringing it. My pick? Asmodor. Asmodor. Trump, Trump as 2024, our resident historian, Asmador. reason I say that is because, oh yeah, somebody said Larry Elder. Thank you, Thomas Helder, uh, Hammer, in the chat. Larry Elder. And I like Larry Elder. I just don't like him for vice president. Although Larry Elder would do it, and he would probably do a great job. But I don't think Trump would pick him. And he too is somewhat untested. Even though he's in his 70s, he seems... He seems young, I guess. That's kind of messed up to say. Because he's like the perfect age. At the tail end of the perfect age, honestly. But I don't think... I just don't see it. That's also another... Also because he's black. And I don't like this kissing up... This diversity kissing up thing. But Asmodore... 
sounds like a man, uh, loyal, like a man, clear thinking, uh, knows his stuff, and he's a, uh, and he, either that or a secretary of war, or no, 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 the, uh, not secretary, we're going to abolish all the secretaries in the Trump administration 2024. He's going to be the, uh, the man of war. <laughs> and yet he will be a man of peace alongside Trump. Isn't that cool? Dog the bounty hunter. Uh, so that's my pick. I don't think that Trump will do it. And it may not be his time. Uh, so that's fine. That's fine. Maybe in uh, 10 or 20 years. But that would be uh, one that I would be like, okay, thumbs up. Nobody else that I've heard do I like, but I'll still vote for Trump, pretty much. Because Trump is just solid. He's real. He's genuine. I heard this guy say that uh, Trump is authentic. This fighter guy, Sean Strickland. He did this sit-down in his bathrobe, drinking a coffee with the Don't Tread on Me Gadsden flag-style mug of coffee, I guess. It was, I hope it was coffee. And he was sitting around talking about how he beat up Sneeko and he met, he faced off with Trump and he said, you know what, I normally face off with somebody or square up with somebody, even in a pretend setting, and I want to kill the guy because he's really angry and violent, Sean Strickland. He's a UFC fighter. You guys know probably better than I do. Mike Tyson for VP. He's too nice, though, uh, and black. But, I, but it doesn't feel as much of a kiss-up thing for some reason. But he said that Trump is authentic. Everybody says that who has ever met him. And some of us can plainly see. And some of you, some of you guys plainly can't see that he's an authentic, real guy. FYI. So I just wanted to point that out. David in Kansas is on the line. David in Kansas, how are you doing, man? I'm all right. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I uh, heard you mention Carrie Lake again. Yeah, that was me. I called you a few weeks ago and That's mentioned f- her. And are you I the one who... back about Larry Elder. You're back about Larry Elder? Are you the one who sparked I... this whole thing? Because it wasn't even really a topic of my show. And then you sparked all <laughs> these calls about their favorite pick for Trump VP. Living in our imaginations. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Okay, I originally said Carrie Lake, and uh-huh. then I called you a week later about Larry Elder. Well, after some thinking, I know who Trump will pick. I know this for a fact. Okay, no, I don't. It's not a fact, but I, I'm pretty sure. Trump will pick Rand Paul. Oh, wow. And I would love to see Trump pick Rand Paul. Larry Elder, I agree with you. That would be fantastic, but that's so unrealistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because he's not in... Uh, Rand Paul is realistic. That's interesting. Is But can't Rand Paul do better as a senator? A lot of these suggestions, Rand Paul is a senator, right, from Kentucky? I'd rather Correct. have him as yes. a, I'd rather have him stay as a senator and be useful there, maybe. Um, I although, mean, although I kind of like, like Rand Paul. He's hit and miss, but I do like him. He's... A pretty incredible person uh, when it comes to his, uh, like, like you know, who he is and what he does. I, I, I'll tell you, I don't know 
a terrible lot about his political past, but everything I see about Rand Paul since 2016 has been pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, uh, we love Trump because he's a good man. And when I talked to you last time, you had a good, I loved your response. You said, I, I, I choose Trump because of the man, not his policies. Right. I love that. That's a great answer. Yeah, because he's a genuine guy. And I'd rather have a genuine guy than a phony politician. And the stuff that I, can, that I disagree with, it's, it's not so much of a big deal because the, the policies aren't as, as important as the spirit. Because the spirit is the evil spirit uh, that possesses everybody is destroying America. And I get that America is going to continue to probably go downhill because one, one man's probably not going to turn anything around. But he'll turn, he'll help other, he'll help awaken some people as he's already done. And that's, that's all I'm looking for. One thing, and I don't, I don't know if Jesse still says this, but Jesse used to say, my country is gone. Yeah. Well, the, the old country is gone. But I believe America, at its core, we are still the good guys. We are still the, 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 the center of, I believe, uh, hope, you know, and I believe those that good American spirit is still here. It's just, it's just got an evil cloud over it right now. But we're still here, brother. Guys like you and me and a lot of your callers, you know, we're we're still here. Right. Uh, I don't know if what you mean by we. Who are we? That's the good guys. Oh well, I guess patriots. God-fearing men, um, just, I don't know, you there, know, there's the some, old guard, I guess. <laughs> I, know, I know that in every country, or I believe that in, maybe not every country, but maybe every country, there's, there, there are points of light, there are people who are about the truth and are living it. But I don't know if I don't know if America's I don't know. I'm not sure if I well, agree with you. Well, it's not done. I, I I love Jesse. I I agree with ninety percent of the things he said. And one of the things I I think Jesse will will realize is you know we still have hope. You know it's still here. America's still here. Yeah. It's it's it's. I mean I'm I'm still here. You're right still now, here but, somewhat. That much is right? true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Hank. I love your show. I enjoy listening to it, brother. I'm on the highway, so I got to get back to it. Right on, man. Appreciate it, David, in Kansas. Take care. Take care, brother. Bye. I, I, was, I missed a super chat or two yesterday, by the way, guys. I will get to those. William in California is on the line. William, thank you for calling, man. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, going well. <laughs> You're coming in kind of rough. Oh, okay. How yeah, yeah, I can barely hear you. Uh, stay close to the phone. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, I want to pick somebody as far as VP. It's got to be somebody that you want to see in office four years later. You know, I don't think that you are loud enough. I don't know if somebody can get in here and I'll, turn them up. You know... You know, wait a minute. How about now? 
Yeah, stay close to the phone and speak up loud and clear. Okay. As far as a VP, I would like to stick to somebody that we would want to see after Trump leaves. Oh. That's, that's what my strategy would be. That'd be nice, because Reagan didn't do that for us. He gave us Bush, and I thought Bush was like Reagan, because that was what my second grade teacher told yeah. me. So I told my mother to vote for Bush. I didn't even know about women voting back then. They still got 12 years, though. They oh. got 12 years, though. Yeah. Huh. What do you mean by that? Uh, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would say, I mean, do you have to pick a woman? No, please no. But I still vote for him. <laughs> if I did, if I did, I would pick Condoleezza Rice, oh. Charles Wayne, or Sarah Palin. I would not go with Condoleezza Rice. She is a feminist. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's like and her. she's into the black thing. I or something. There was something about her that's gone real. Probably the woman thing. Probably. Yeah. Uh, turn yeah. him up. Turn him up. He's if you he can. He's coming in. She's quiet. not the worst, though. No, she's not the worst. But why even go there? I, I. Well, thankfully, Trump is not going to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. She's Hopefully had her trans. Pick a woman. I, I, uh, Carol Swain. I like her, but I think I would put her. Uh, what's the title for the education? Yeah, Secretary of Education, and then and yeah, then I shut it down, there. and then shut down the Department of Education. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, take it away. Yeah, because it doesn't belong. Reagan was supposed to get rid of the Department of Education, but he didn't get around to it. Uh, Yeah, I don't think he had the house at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to check and see if he did. That's probably what stopped him. Okay. Yeah. Sarah Palin's not bad either. Right. I liked her back... People blamed her for, uh, for McCain losing. <laughs> I doubt that. I think yeah. McCain is to blame for McCain losing. I, uh, right. I really liked Sarah Palin. She would, she would kind of speak in catchy terms that she heard on the internet, it seemed like. Maybe. Right. But, or maybe she's the one who came up with them. But I, I no longer... I think that her... She's trying to be a leader and her family's become kind of a mess. She reminds me in that way, somewhat of Marjorie Green. Like, they just need to tend yeah. to their families and just be ladies. Right. And I like a them both. White, a strong woman, you know, she tries to put that on, yeah. Yeah. She does that. And her husband didn't used to be seem like Beta, but apparently he kind of was. He is now. Yeah. Yeah, he is now. Yeah, that's, that's all I wanted, man. Nice. I, uh, the other stuff, that <laughs> there's no need of reporting anything what the blacks are doing. They're just messing up every day. Yeah, it's crazy. And I told you, you don't put them in charge of cities, counties, churches, businesses. I told you that. Yeah, you I know. did? <laughs> I, I have some funny and, stuff to and, cover. And the other one, oh, and it will be appealed, the uh, $300-something dollars that will be appealed. Okay, yeah, that was something that I wanted to touch on. Uh, Big Bump had to, wanted to cover it yesterday. We didn't get to it, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah. going to get to that shortly yeah. here. Well, I'm pretty sure they will. We'll see what happens. Right, right. Okay, you guys have a good one. All right, you as well. Take care, okay. buddy. All right. Bye. Okay. So this is from Big Bump. He co-hosted with me yesterday, President's Day, Washington's birthday. Trump 
is looking out for New York. I don't know if that was the point that Big Bump was bringing. He co-hosts with me on uh, sometimes. This is a Rolling Stone article headline sent to us from uh, the great Big Bump. Trump will. Trump says $355 million fraud penalty. Fraud penalty? Far-left extremist Rolling Stone. They've had to retract stories before. Fake rape-on-campus story, for example. They're far-left liberals, feminists, not Christians. The GOP frontrunner took his put, hers, to his perch at Mar-a-Lago. That's his house in Florida. After the ruling and uh, vowed to appeal it, as William Mycoller just earlier this hour stated. It's an article by Charisma something or other. Charisma something or other. Mandarang. Madarang. Out February 16th, Friday, I guess. Uh, 2024 AD. Trump speaking before, uh, during a break in his civil fraud trial in New York. Civil fraud trial, meaning this is not felony stuff. This is I mean, maybe it's a setup to try to charge them with a felony afterwards after they do all this mumbo-jumbo shenanigans. That's Angoron and the black female, big black female gal, which is redundant. Letitia, Letitia, James, no relation to Hake, James Hake. Black female attorney general of of New York. New York, so corrupt. And then they're trying to get rid of their best guy. The best New York-born man. What a shame. They don't know what's good for them. Uh, So he said that it's going to destroy the state of New York. What does he mean by that? Uh, Clip 11 I have here, Hassan. ACYN posted this on X, Twitter. Trump claims New York State will be gone. And that's a quote, gone. If his appeal is not successful because people will move out, maybe businesses, uh, 22 seconds, here it is. And they want me out. Oh, let's see if we can get them out. These are radical left Democrats. They're lunatics. And it's election interfering. So I just want to thank you for being here. Nice. Uh, we'll appeal. We'll be successful, I think, because, frankly, if we're not successful, New York State is gone. People are moving out of New York State. And because of this, they're going to move out at a much faster rate. That's true. People are moving from New York to Florida and corrupting Florida because they're taking their dumb liberal values that destroyed New York down to, uh, down to Florida. All these people fleeing California for Idaho and Tejas, Texas, turning those states corrupt and nasty, bringing Antifa with them. Antifa! So they are leaving New York, aren't they? Yeah, and then businesses don't want to do stuff. I saw this headline from Commie Nonsense Network, of all places, from CNN.com. You know I check it every morning. (laughs) Saying Kevin O'Leary. Remember that guy from Shark Tank? I don't even know if he's Christian or not. Supposedly a white guy. It's him, and then that black guy, and then the uh, Mark Cuban fellow. Kevin O'Leary has said some, you know, good things about... the. The economy, because he's somewhat sensible on the economy. Uh, And maybe other things. He's like a boomer. Said what Trump did was normal for every business. If I I understood the headline correctly. I may be 
stating his meaning. But what Trump did in terms of supposedly inflating his value of Mar-a-Lago to uh, get a nicer loan rate, and no dollars were lost, I heard. (laughs) I heard on the JLP show that Elon Musk, fellow-based billionaire alongside our greatest president, Trump, said if no money was lost, if there were no victims of this so-called fraud, and the, uh, as Scott Adams says, the banks never take the guy at his word in terms of how he values any, any person, by when I say guy, value, how you value their assets, their properties, and all these things. They call it a difference of opinion, not fraud. So it's a phony, trumped-up charge, according to the, these normal people who are sensible, not these people with a bone to pick to pretend that Trump is some criminal. Give me a break. I'm thinking about you, uh, some of you callers who are uh, Trump haters. I don't hate Trump, they, call, they claim. <laughs> what a mess. What a mess. So that's uh, our greatest president looking out for New York. Not even concerned about himself. Because what's 300... 55 million to a billionaire. I mean, they're trying to chip away at everything they can. Trying to bury my competitor, Alex Jones. My competitor. I'm behind it, by the way. I'm like, yes, take him out. (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. I can handle the competition. I don't need him to be handicapped, kneecapped, or whatever. But they're going after our, the best people in America, these phonies. There's a phony named John uh, Forner, this Forner guy. John, what's the guy's name? Where did I put it? I wonder if I have it. Uh, darkness hates the light. Here it is. I didn't recognize it because, <laughs> because I put some poetic thing on it. The darkness hates the light. Here, and here's a quote to prove it. We are prepared to offer you $1 million a year for the rest of your life. If you agree to simply leave, he split his infinitive in proper English from this Englishman, the Supreme Court immediately. That's, from the, that's a quote shared by Commie Nonsense Network. I read them, my fault. The far-left foreign comedian, John Oliver, presenting our greatest and our one true justice, Clarence Thomas, with an unconventional offer of a million dollars a year to resign from the so-called Supreme Court. He's the only one giving any legitimacy to the Supreme Court. Ah, him and maybe that other guy. Who didn't get killed (laughs) or die or whatever. Not Scalia, but Scalise? Steve Scalise? No, not Scalise. I forget. Who's the other guy? Um, Evil John Oliver is one of the many foreigner. He has like this British accent. Last week tonight with John Oliver, something like that. He's one of many phony liberal late night hosts, according to Commie Nonsense Network, using their spotlight to skewer the best people on the high court. And the few lights in the dark place called America's political landscape. Justice Thomas 
his wife, Ginny Thomas, two solid people, Ginny and uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, friends of JLP, by the way. Ginny, G-I-N-N-I, I think it's short for Virginia. A white woman, a gal. She is somewhat into politics. I don't, I'm not familiar with her. But, you know, she's just trying to do right in the country that's in a place that's so dark, evil. You are no competition for Alex Jones, LOL, says Scarecrow's Garage. <laughs> baby steps, baby, baby steps. You are 1% on Alex Jones's level. Really? 1%? You think so? <laughs> you think it's 1%? I'm all excited. These psychos love to attack the law. Yeah, Trump, law and order. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> More like one millionth. Uh, justice Thomas is about actual justice. As far as I've ever seen. Solid guy, unshakable. Trump, he's about law and order. Loves the country. There's no question. Uh, pushing for what's right as, as the best any boomer can. Besides, I don't know, is Ron Paul boomer? I'm not sure. But Trump is actually successful. Ron Paul was not. Shout out to Ron Paul and his supporters. James Antonin Hake, Antonin Scalia, Antonin, Antonin Scalia. He was Italian, but he was also for real justice. They found a pillow over his head, but was it like suffocation type pillow or was it up above or what? How did he, how did he die? Seemed suspicious, but don't know, really. Also could have been not suspicious. So that's the darkness hating the light. Phony guy. Phony guy. <laughs> We're prepared to offer you a million a year for the rest of your life. He doesn't, probably couldn't, couldn't afford that. <laughs> Not funny, John Oliver. Lamo. He's the guy who wears glasses. Horn-rimmed glasses or something, you know, like dark frames and his sort of dark brown hair. Probably not a Christian. Some of those late-night hosts purport to be Christians. Did you know that? Stephen Colbert. He thinks he's a Christian, I think. (laughs) Isn't that nice? But they're dumb liberals. Can you blame them? They grew up in that world. Or they're their job depends on them playing by the liberal false values of uh, hating people who stand for what's right, like Thomas. And Thomas has been smeared for uh, being friends with this billionaire guy who took him on trips and subsidized his uh, grandsons or granddaughters or somebody, nephew, something like that, uh, college education. Like, that's going to change how Thomas... Uh, and this guy is a man, this billionaire is a man who loves historians. Thomas isn't going to be swayed by that. He supports Thomas because he appreciates uh, Thomas. Hey, how do you make boys first? Quadruple question mark. You're, you care too much. That's a beta. Ob- automatic girl first, Sal. <laughs> Al is in Tennessee, who's on the line. I mentioned Al, and it was in from Tennessee. Al, thanks for calling, man. What's up? Hey, hey, how's it going? Going uh, well. I just wanted to, yeah. I wanted to address that gentleman that just called about the statistics. 
uh, and also the um, the vice president uh, presidential pick. Um, with the statistics, it's kind of unfair to run around quoting statistics about blacks and whites because it's it, it's absurd. Um, you already know that if you're trying to compare a bigger number with a smaller number, smaller number is always going to come up with higher statistics. So it's silly. If we're going to address the fact that crime is high in black communities, that's a fact. We don't have to sit there and, and play shamey with, with bogus statistics. We understand that the black community is where people don't want to move. People don't invest. Um, the, the, out of out of uh, wedlock birth is high. We understand that it's nothing but a, a, a cesspool of debauchery. Yeah. So, what what as as far as politicians, if you want it as a as a Republican to sway black voters, you can just put out your agenda of we are pro family, we are pro, pro morals, and show what you mean and say, hey, we are pro family because those things matter. And it will help you and give statistics on how families help, you know, communities to thrive and become more successful. But just running out, quoting statistics and saying, oh, shame on you, you turn people off. And you're basically, you know, it's more of a pride thing to sit there and say, oh, yeah, you know, blacks commit more crime than whites. Well, if the numbers were equal, you probably get a different result. But it's neither here nor there, because if you enter into a black community, you don't feel safe right? As, a, as opposed to entering into a white community. But as far as the presidential vice president, um, I would say um, Donald Trump is of the, of, the, of the fabric of the founding fathers. The founding fathers were, were uh, plantation owners. They were farmers. Um, they had businesses. They were, uh, some of them were wealthy and they had a stake in the country. When you have a person who isn't a business owner, who isn't wealthy, someone who doesn't have a stake in the country, they have to pander to get funds. Donald Trump is a builder. He sees America for what it is. He's not someone living a fantasy or living through the, the eyes of the donors. Yeah. He says, I build in this country. I understand what it needs. I know what it takes to build. Yeah. And this is why he's successful. We we need to stop looking at these people like a like a like a, 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 a Bernie Sanders who's never produced anything, or like a Bill Clinton who never owned or produced anything. He, they know how to swindle, but they don't know how to build. And same with Barack Obama, he knew how to speak, but he didn't know how to build. This is why they're not successful. Yeah. But when you have people who actually have a stake in the country and say, "Hey, I know what makes this country run, and I can keep it running." And I know the right things to do to make us successful. Those are the people we should be looking for. Instead of the guys who come out with the pretty words, you know, like Hillary Clinton and saying stupid things. Yeah. Say, hey, what have you produced? That's so true, and that man. Is who the next, that's uh, go, who the next vice president should be. Somebody who's also a builder, huh? Yes. You know. And that may be, go that ahead. May be Vivek. Uh -huh. That may be Vivek. Uh, I know you don't like him. And I'm, I, I like I, him, I, just I not my, for the pre vice president. But continue. And I, I say, being that he's a, he, his family is foreign, he's first generation. I, I, I tend to, you know, question loyalties. Um, I think he says the right thing. I think he has a good plan. It's similar to Trump's, but maybe that's a ruse. 
Uh, but I like the guy. Unless you said, hey, there was someone like uh, Bloomberg, but Bloomberg is a liberal. <laughs> He's yeah. a builder, yes, but the guy can't be trusted. Right. Um, I think Trump is is not necessarily conservative, but he is pro-America. Yep. And that's what his appeal is. Yeah, totally. I'm not, I don't even care about the conservative liberal thing. Um, yeah. You made a great point about these phony politicians versus Trump. Tr- another contrast, I watched, I mentioned earlier this hour that I watched this little sit-down coffee talk edited and put out by uh, Sean Strickland, this UFC fighter who's kind of controversial, he said that he also likes Trump, and he didn't even necessarily, wouldn't vote for him or didn't vote for him for the primary or didn't say, but if Trump wins in the primary, it's for Trump 2024, because Trump is for solutions and everybody being together, we're all Americans, whereas with uh, Biden, it's black versus white, Uh, blacks trying to get out from under the whites, victimhood and division and stuff, Uh, and that is another contrast Trump will talk about stuff that people are doing wrong and uh, do injustices, but it's, it's never this victim mentality or defeatist or hatred. It's f- coming up with solutions, working with people, even with people whom we don't necessarily like. He has to work with them if he wants to get something yeah. done. That's but true. The thing, with the, the thing with black people is that I think they're being judged too harshly um, I think the Democrat Party has never let go of black people. Uh, after slavery, you had Reconstruction. They reversed it. And they created Jim Crow laws. They created the uh, vagrancy law, which if you were put in jail, someone could bail you out. Now you're indebted to those people. Mm-hmm. And you have people creating, you know, the separate but equal, uh, the Jim Crow laws. And so basically you had black people constantly under the thumb of Democrats or Democrats constantly chasing their black. And with Margaret Sanger, she proposed using black ministers to keep black people uh, uh, under the thumb and to say, convince them that abortion is okay. And lo and behold, you have other ministers like Martin Luther King, Jesse Jackson, Reverend Al Sharpton, convincing black people that they are victims. Yeah, right. So you never get off the plantation. Your mindset is constantly, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. People are looking at black people saying, you're not victims. But it's hard to convince you people that they're not victims when the people they believe in right. are telling them they're victims. Right. So I think black people are telling, people are looking at black people saying, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. And they're saying, what the hell is wrong with you? Because I'm a victim. You can't convince me that I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, unless you tell people, unless you can prove to people you have opportunity, they're going to constantly, constantly believe that they are victims. Yeah. And we don't have anyone that's out here saying, hey, you know what? Like a Ben Carson or uh, 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 Clarence Thomas who can come out because the Democrats will demonize those people. They're successful. There are people you should look up to, but they're all Uncle Tom's. I know. If you're a successful conservative, you're an Uncle Tom. Right. But if you're a drug dealer, you're a hero. If you're a pimp, you're a hero. If you're an athlete, you're a hero. If you're a neuroscientist, you're an Uncle Tom. Right. Ben Carson, <laughs> just because he appreciates yeah. Trump and, uh, and told uh, Obama, Obamacare was a mess to his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I, 
So when you're saying blacks are judged too harshly, you're talking about by people like uh, our side, it gets easy to lose patience with these blacks who yeah. just, they just can't see, as JLP says, don't judge them, they can't see. Exactly. Yeah. They can't see it because they're so close to the victimhood, right. they can't see it. So no amount, no amount of criticism is going to help them. It's only going to push them further into the plantation. Some criticism is, is gonna, worth it if it's in the right spirit. And the person, and sometimes some a few will see that it's that they're right, you know, because JLP, well, you know, I, criticizes the blacks all the time, but he brings a solution too: uh, let go of anger, yeah. return to fa- your fathers. I agree, yeah. and I and I always ask people. I said, "Did you wake up this morning?" They said, "Yes." I said, "Did you go outside?" Yes. Did you, was someone burning a cross on your lawn? No. <laughs> Did right. you go to work? Yes. Did someone stop you? Yes. Do you have a job? Yes. Did someone discriminate and not hire you because you're black? No. So tell me where you're discriminated. Right. Did you choose to work that job? Yep. Did you choose that school? There's no discrimination but in your head. And when you break it down to people, then they slowly realize, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. And maybe I should see it the other way. And there's so many, it's human nature to make assumptions from your imagination when you see somebody do something that seems strange to you, you jump to conclusions about what their motive is and everything. So you make up this, oh, so much racism, the way that they're looking at me. And everybody falls for this type of thing. People think that Trump is owned by this or that group uh, because he works with them and, and caters to them more than they would. And that's not a sign of ownership. It's just a sign of working with them more than you would prefer that he did. So it's the same thing. People are blindly judging, and they're no different from the blacks whom they're judging. That's true, man. This is true. This is true. But just one last thing. Uh, We create our reality, and as black people, they create their realities by condoning criminals like George Floyd and putting them on pedestals. And when you're out and about and you go into another neighborhood and they keep their eyes on you or they're thinking that you're stealing, well, you thank that person that came before you and committed crime for, for, for creating the environment that you have to enter. Yeah. So you're not free from the people that look like you. Right. The good have to suffer wrong, with the bad. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've heard over and over, coming to Bond, uh, black guys who don't uh, violently s- rob people. They may steal, sneaky steal, but they don't, they don't like, assault people, at least not yet. Uh, they, get mad by, <laughs> they get mad getting profiled and people getting, getting all cautious about them. And so what people need who are upset... Uh, at the blacks or at the whites, or at the uh, suspicion and all that stuff, is understanding. Just, like, understand yeah. that I'm, a, I'm not a criminal, but I understand that a whole lot of blacks are committing crimes, and so I understand if you're uh, a, a little overcautious around me. And, yes. and you don't have to say that, but just, just uh, pause and don't go with these thoughts and emotions of uh, even when you're suffering an, an injustice. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, and it's funny, you have to create racism for racism to exist. You know, and it's always right. some poor white guy that's living in a trailer with a Confederate flag 
And I always ask, I said, how is that white guy in a trailer park affecting your life? I know. He can't even control his own life. Yeah. True. You know, it's absurd. You, it's absurd. Yeah, they, but, they, make it, they make it so. These people who are um, spreading this division and sp- spreading this racism narrative between blacks and whites and coming up with these hate crimes legislation and anti-discrimination laws, they're causing the problems that they're pretending to want to solve. They're causing yes. people to be suspicious of each other and blame each other because they're getting rewarded for, for, for these things. And both it, sides it, are getting thrills. Yes, it pays. Yeah. But it also, conversely, those, white, those poor whites run around saying that people are taking from them. And also oh, they yeah. claim that they like to claim, they like to quote those statistics right. that, we, uh, that I brought up before. And they say, well, you know, we built this country. I well, know. no, you didn't. Right. You didn't build this country because it was the productive whites that built this country, not the poor whites. Right. And I think we have to make that distinguish. Oh, this, yeah. That distinction. And, there, there are a lot and of, it's not just that. It's, white. And, and even the productive whites of today are not of the same quality, necessarily. No. Uh, of the ones who actually really did build the country. So we got to. Uh, yeah, we. It's a mess. Because you have a lot of blacks running around saying, we built this country. Well, I don't think you drew up the, the, the drawings to create any of the buildings. Right. You did the labor, but you didn't create it. Yep. You know, just being, just because you work at Walmart didn't, doesn't mean you built the empire. You know, so <laughs> it, know. It's, it's, it's all semantics. Yeah, so true. So, anyway. Great call, well, man. I don't want to take up too much of your crime, uh, too much of your time, but my I just crime. wanted to get that off my chest, Nate. <laughs> Thank you, Al. <laughs> Great call, man. All right. <laughs> take care. No problem. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I appreciate Al's calls. So take heed, judgmental whites, judgmental blacks, and others. uh, The uh, Hispanics, too. Nice. (sighs) We're coming up to the top of the hour here. Before we get to Super Chats, I mean, before we get to the, uh, the music, let me do a Super Chat or two here. Because I missed them yesterday. Over on buymeacoffee.com slash the Hake Report, yes, Gunner bought three coffees yesterday during my call with my uh, co-hosting with Big Bump. Yes, Gunner94, thank you for the three coffees, man. Appreciate the support. I've heard him call into American Anchor Baby, by the way. I counter-argue your opinion on college. I do agree that a communications degree, arts, English degree, might be useless. On the other hand, economics, aviation, nursing degrees, engineering degrees are marketable for a good future, he says. You guys are so anti-education. By we guys, Hake, JLP, maybe some others. Um... Communications, art, English degree. I got the art degree. <laughs> uh, economics degree. I don't know if I've. I don't know if I agree about the economics degree. Maybe it could be. Um, aviation. I hadn't heard of an aviation degree. That's cool. Nursing degrees. I've seen people go to school for nursing. Yeah, of course. It's, you you learn some good skills. Engineering degrees. Sure. Yeah, I'm for some of those things. Yes, Gunner ninety four. Even those, I argue is in a world of communist liberal indoctrination. So be warned, even if you're getting a useful degree, you still are uh, subjecting your ears 
to commie nonsense, okay? Just like Hake subjects your ears to commie nonsense network and the ladies at the skin, the far left females, even go, going to college, you will be, you'll be immersed in all that mess, even going to uh, math, STEM, science, engineering, technology, all that stuff. Even then, you're going to be involved in that. And a whole lot of this stuff that you can uh, learn, you can learn on YouTube or self-learn or whatever. I'm not anti-education for those things. Um, I'm anti, and it's not even a- education that I'm against. I'm against this, uh, these, because education is learning on your own. Uh, homeschool. Um, learn by doing. The school of hard knocks, as some people on old Facebook used to call themselves what they went to. I went to the school of hard knocks, which is to say they just started working and uh, did some dumb things and suffered for it, (laughs) I guess. Or their parents did wrong things and so they're suffering more from it. So those things are education too in my estimation. Older is supposed to be wiser. You're supposed to become wiser. But yeah, I'm against a lot of colleges and universities now, in general, for the most part. And yeah, you're right. A lot of the, they're offering more and more and more of this useless stuff. And it's just pride. It's, all you get is a knowledge and pro, this sense of, false sense of pride. So that's why I'm, I bash the edumamification. People get all mama and soft. The less educated people oftentimes are better able to retain their common sense. They don't lose their common sense. They're not so open-minded that their brain leaked out. And that is a hat tip to uh, Steve Taylor. And it's Steve Taylor Tuesday, guys. This track is entitled Svengali from the 1987 album. I predict 1990. I hope you enjoy it, you musical Philistines. You can uh, go outside, shovel snow, plant your garden, harvest your crops. Have it made in the shade. Drink your lemonade. But I'll be right back for hour two. Hang tight. Yeah. 
so good. He's wanting all he can get. Will your heart hold the virtue? You never know my power to be evil man. You got that madman and slacker to life. And the cold wind slowly sucking into the night. So come away to the refuge they can never control. Or try to steal your body, but they can't touch your soul. By I didn't know what this song was about. Still don't. The blimp, the blimp. Well, thank you guys for bearing with me through the beautiful, you know, arguably okay music. Shout out to Steve Taylor. He's Christian, guys. I uh, put Svengali pictures in the folder here just to uh, show you Hassan. Because I looked it up, I'm like, what's Svengali anyway? It's, I thought that it was some desert in, like, the Middle East or somewhere. But, uh... It's a fictional character, and there is a guy who's, like, um, wide-eyed, mesmerizing, John Barrymore, something, something, it's like a, Svengali is a stereotypical anti-Semitic portrayal of an Ashkenazic Eastern European Jew, complete with bold, black, beady Jew's eyes. What? Also a character in the novel Trilby, First published in 1894 by George du Maurier. Svengali is a Jewish man who seduces, dominates, and exploits Trilby, a young half-Irish girl, and makes her into a famous singer. Whoa. So, uh, I still don't know what the song is really about, but it's, you know, people get mesmerized by sin and evil and stuff like that. The devil. And one another. Other people in the world. Ooh, scary. Based, says Hassan. <laughs> uh, Steve Taylor. Whoa. I wonder if Steve Taylor is like a Jewish Christian. Anyway, uh, thank you, Hassan. That's that. More super chats. I am remiss in not getting to all the super chats. Popcorn's thump keg accuses me. Buying a coffee, saying, you skipped my pithy, optimized coffee this morning on JLP's show. What the? I did not skip it. You missed it, but I did not skip it. I read it. Uh, hopefully you put me in the front of the queue tomorrow. Smiley face emoji. No, check it out. I uh, covered it. That We did Super Chats multiple times. Probably at the end of hour one and during hour two of the Jesse Lee Peterson show. So you can go back and check it out. You can check the Hake News uh, notes in the hakereport.com slash news. Let me see if I have that as a reply command. Oops. Let's see. Hake news, not fake news from the JLP show. The hakereport.com slash news. And you can see uh, 
I take I try to take notes on the Jason Lee Peterson show, and I note when super chats happen during the course of the different hours. So, yeah, we didn't. I didn't skip it. It's amazing to me that Trump picking Larry Elder would be kissing up in your opinion. How disqualify Elder on his merits, character, etc., not his color. Anything else shows that you don't believe that it's not about color slash race thing. Not true, man, because we're living in a culture of we are living in this immersed in this affirmative action culture. Oh, my gosh. Ah, rubbing my whatever this thing is when you have a headache. I'm so sick of this uh, kissing up to the black stuff. I read this article, or I didn't read it, but I caught portions of this article. I have my Flat Earth Society thing here. About LeBron James. LeBron James. And this guy's got an affirmative action business. Toyota, I think, hired one of his companies to make a Black History Month little short, you know, for social media, short or real, whatever, short video, promoting the importance of HBCUs. Toyota, you know, the car company, Japanese car company that has uh, factories in the United States and in Mexico, maybe. Uh, Toyota, a car company advertising historically black colleges and universities. That is called kiss-up culture, affirmative action de facto permeating the culture. And I'm not mad at LeBron James for getting that bag, taking advantage of the culture that's kissing up to blacks. Hey, you want to might as well pay me if you're going to pay somebody to go kiss up to black colleges. Give me a break. I was thinking about how Joe from Phoenix brought up to JLP, one of my callers, also called JLP, that saying that White enrollment is up at historically black colleges and universities. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's supposed to mean that uh, black colleges and universities are re- becoming more reputable or something. But edu mummification in general, as Yes Gunner pointed out, is becoming more and more dishonorable, uh, useless. People are getting out of college. It's been happening for maybe decades now and not having jobs because partly because their degrees are useless and partly because their degrees are useful, but we have this unfettered immigration thing. Uh, we have all kinds of mess going on. We have, uh, 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 what is that stuff called that we should get rid of? Minimum wage. Unnecessary, uh, a whole lot of onerous, unnecessary, and activist regulation. It's evil. So, yeah, we have, I, I don't, I'm not for that mess. And, yeah, uh, Elder is, he's untested in terms of that stuff. Seemingly, in my opinion. I don't know what he's led. If you can show stuff that he's, that he's led and run and built, I know he's successful, and he's been successful for a long time. That's cool. He's smart, very knowledgeable, and he's about the family. But in terms of running the show, 
I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, and, and he is black, and that's just... That's a sticking point for people. So we should just... No more time for you guys. No more time for you guys. <laughs> Shout out to the blacks. Joe in Phoenix, Arizona is on the line. How you doing, Joe? Are you there? I'm doing well, James. Yes, how are you? I'm doing fine, too. Thank you. <clears throat> All righty. A couple things. You were probably thinking about the Serengeti Desert in Tanzania. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Serengeti. Svengali, Serengeti. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All righty. Um... I'll get to the affirmative action here in a second, but yesterday Big Bump was talking about, you know, black people decrying acting white, right? And listen, I've been called an Oreo my entire life. Yeah. Um, by certain black people who find it threatening when you are educated, when you are intelligent, when you do the right things. I mean, as I told you before, I've never had a drop of alcohol in my life. And you wouldn't believe the. I'll call it abuse, I guess. I took in high school and college from teammates and friends who called me a goody-goody and trying to be white and all that other nonsense. You just have to be strong and ignore it all, that's all. And I don't know if you've ever seen a movie called Glory. I've heard of it. The first black regiment in the Civil War. Fantastic movie. So this dates back to slavery times. Um, Denzel Washington played a a runaway slave who joined the, the regiment who had been beaten and whipped and all that, and he had a lot of anger and hatred towards white, white people. And Andre Brower um, portrayed a, a slave, not, not a slave, but a black, a free black man in the same regiment who had grown up um, in a white household, basically, and had gotten educated and spoke very well and was very smart and intelligent and was teaching the other slave uh, troops to how to read, and Denzel Washington's character attacked, you know, verbally attacked Andre Brower's character. What were you trying to be white? Snowball, right? All <laughs> that kind of stuff. And yeah. Just, just because, it, is you know, that true? That is that factual? That in the during the Civil War times, the blacks were talking like that to one another. I and thinking that I way. Can't, I can't definitively say so, but I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Yeah. Because human nature is uh, either playful or viciously. Uh, teasing and pointing out the differences in the races. And uh, so, yeah, of course. But again, it, it goes back to feelings of jealousy and inadequacy um, between, you know, the black people who aren't doing the right things and ne- never been taught to do the right things. That's all. Yeah. Or expected to or held to a standard. I was fortunate that I come from a family full of educators and expected me to do, do certain things and demanded me to do certain things. I had a father who didn't take in any guff at all, and, you know, I was never going to disappoint him in anything. Yeah. So I was, I was fortunate about that. Nice. Now, now, affirmative action. James, I told you before, white women are the biggest beneficiaries of affirmative action, not people of color. So, we should, get ri- so we should get rid of it entirely because we don't want white women going to school and all that stuff necessarily. <laughs> right? Well, title nine. Title nine disagrees with you for sure on that. But, um, yeah, get rid of Title Nine. I abolish abolish Title Nine because we. I mean, it's, <laughs> these anti discrimination laws and these uh, mm-hmm. uh, affirmative action stuff. I'm not for any of that, as you know, because. But it drives me crazy that that folks think affirmative action. Oh, it's for those darn blacks and colors and all. No, 
it does white it does help them too more it helps women more because there's so many more women white women well there you go so, so it's, it's not, it's not, so it's not it's really not, more per capita white women now oh no it is it is they study from texas a&m harvard howard but yeah, I don't even think you, that you really understand what per capita even means. Oh, yes, Because you've confused it in the past. And I know you're smart and, edu- and educated. You're intellectually smart and educated. Uh, mm-hmm. In the uh, edumomificated, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Because, because uh, we've argued about other things, and, and then you, s- <laughs> you said, oh, like you sh- showed me that you didn't know what per capita meant, so... You kind of confuse um, me sometimes. Nope. You're wrong about that, James. But so, we, so what's the? Do you happen to know the relative rate per capita that women, that white women get affirmative action as opposed to blacks getting affirmative action? I have not. The article I read was from the Department of Labor. Also, maybe that's because they didn't. They, they didn't go into the details of the numbers, but they did say that women are by far the biggest beneficiaries. Of biggest beneficiaries is just most numbers. So that doesn't doesn't say anything about. Per capita. I don't know. I, yeah. So then per capita, yeah, you, you just made an, a claim you didn't necessarily know. No, I just quoted you from the Department of Labor and Sources, and you're just, you're just trying to stir it around. Is what you're trying no, to I'm not trying to stir it around. I'm trying to get some clarity f- because, uh, because the Department of Labor didn't say per capita, according, according to you, at least not that you read. Correct. Yeah. So per capita, we don't know who's benefiting the most necessarily. Okay. Right. But I can't say that per, that per capita, yeah. white people get the biggest, um, are on the on government assistance more than any, any other group. That's not per capita, man. You're, just, you're misusing oh, the term per see, capita. See, you don't, you don't understand. Per capita, they are, James. Yes, 100%. When we, when we add in med- Medicaid and food stamps, it's the white people who are per capita, I know exactly what that means, getting the most government assistance. You've been wrong about a lot of this stuff, and some of it is lies, and some of it is uh, perhaps honest mistake, or or maybe just a a stubborn well, uh, stubborn. As you like, I'm I'm the only one getting sources, you, and when you don't like it, you say, "Oh, you're lying, or you're wrong, Joe." Nope, you're wrong, James. Well, you get you may get sources, but you're misapplying what's going on, and all kinds of stuff. Are you like prideful about anything? Are you are you slowed down at all and frustrated? Like, what's going on? I have no idea what you're even referencing. So, uh, when but you get, so, when you get something start. wrong, when you get something wrong and I, and I correct the record on it, are you able to be like, okay, I, was, I stand corrected on that? I'm able to do that, but you've never done that with me. And I have so done that with you, you, though. You never have. And then you sometimes you play, you, you say, oh, you didn't understand what I was saying. I was wrong. talking about... Never done that. Yeah, you say you, you didn't understand what I was saying because I'm talking about uh, this is going to feed it. For example, the civil versus criminal. This is going to feed into criminal. So I don't know if it's because, because you know you, you had that. Off on that one. You had that. I was, I, was trying, I was trying to get to the Alvin Bragg case and you wouldn't let me. You, you were focused just on the Letitia James case, but you wouldn't let me finish. So you confused that, that, that I was getting it wrong and I wasn't. Okay, you, but you misstate stuff, and you, you also falsely say that when I say something, when I say a factual statement, you think that I'm saying something that I'm not saying. You rarely say factual statements, James. You think I'm saying something that I'm not saying, and you say no, and then you get all particular, and, and it's in like an attempt to kind of downplay the, the black violent crime or whatever. 
And so, when I've, I've never ever downplayed black violent crime. I've always said it's terrible and, and awful and it needs to be addressed. Right, but I've you also say that. that it's it's a tiny, tiny percentage when I, and if I don't, if factual. I don't also Which say, I know it's factual, maybe, but if okay, I don't also go. say that it's a tiny, tiny percentage in my statement that it's out of control, then you call it a lie or something like that. And that it's not a lie. lie. So it's, it's 100% a lie. After your, you had mentioned years ago that you had this stroke. Does it mm-hmm. affect your, your mind, your clarity, and do you get frustrated with that? I'm curious. You know, I noticed that I would get more easily frustrated before I had stem cell um, procedure, which was incredibly painful and expensive, but it helped a great deal. Stem but cell no, procedure? I, my, yes. My, my mind is not cloudy. I don't forget things. and I don't um, misunderstand things, James. I just hold you accountable, and you don't like that. Now, no, I'm, I'm fine with I'm fine with accurate stuff, but a lot of this stuff is, is nitpicky, not been. accurate. It's not nitpicky. It's just factual, and you don't like it, which is why you, you try to downplay it or wave it away. But you don't like my now, alternative facts. You don't like the the big picture truth. There's no such things as alternative facts. Yeah, there are. There are facts, and then there are. Are there such a thing lies. as Are there such a thing as cherry picked facts? Cherry picked, sure. Yes. So there are such a thing as alternative facts because the media yeah, is selective no, about that, the facts that they fact. present. And intellectuals, Good academics, point. academics like you Good are. Point. Yeah, and you and too. Leads, oh, you too. No, hang on. You, you hang on this uh, less than 1.05% or whatever of blacks commit mm-hmm. violent crime in a year. And that's you know your, that, you, you want to say those are the facts, but that's not the facts. That's one fact, maybe. And, and it, I don't even know if it's James, true. Yeah. And then there's other true. facts that and I, give... And I, I do that, James, because... And then there's other like facts... And, and if, can I speak? By that can I speak? When I do that. I'm not shocked right. by it. Can I speak? And then there's other facts that give a big picture of how people... That, that gives credence to how people are. It gives uh, an understanding to how people behave and uh, act around blacks and are suspicious of them or risk or uh, protect themselves around blacks. Good point. That brings me to my next point. All right. You, you've never had your life put in danger. I have, James. I told you the story of how I was once pulled over in front of a golf course. I was driving a little bit too fast, about 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. Ooh. The, cop that, the cop that came up to me, yeah, that's fine. I pulled over and I gave him all my stuff, but he was so unbelievably nervous and jittery. He unsnapped his, his, his holster while walking up, up to, my, to my, my car door there and was just, I mean, he, it was palpable. The guy was just freaked out. Again, I, I was in a rural area, so there wasn't, I, I'm guessing he didn't see many black, black folks there, but you know, I had a white friend just sitting next to me, and I gave him all my stuff. He, he went back, back to his vehicle, to his car. I'm sure he was running my plate and saw that I have no record or no, no, no nothing, right? It was just, just a simple speeding ticket, and that's fine. Now, my, my white friend had had his cell phone in my, um, in my armrest, you know? Uh-huh. And the phone rang when the cop went back to his car. And my friend stupidly reached in, into the armrest. I'm like, I'm like, Dave, get your hand out of there. The cop is freaking out back there seeing you. The cop jerked his head up and went, and went, went for his gun when my buddy went in the armrest to get his phone. Now, he just didn't, he didn't understand that the cop was so freaked out just because I'm assuming because I was black, I guess. I don't, I don't know why, but I'm assuming that. But my life should not be put in danger, James, just because of a simple speeding ticket. 
that's why I get I get upset and I, I try to hold you and Jesse accountable for spreading those false narratives about most black people. I don't spread any false narratives about most black people, and nor does Jesse. Well, I think we disagree on that. Yeah. So you're just... Most black, most your, black fear, your fear most is... Most black people are not... Your fear... We, we're not going to go over that again. Your mm-hmm. fear is every bit as evil as that cop's alleged fear that you're telling me about. And it's every bit as dangerous and destructive. You want to let go of that rather than harp on it and attack people who are part of the solution, especially JLP. You know, James, it goes back to what I told you about uh, Full Metal Jacket, winning of hearts and minds. Jesse does none of that. Insulting, denigrating, and stereotyping most black people on a daily basis does not win hearts and minds. Well, we disagree on that because uh, every, every week in church and every day on the Jason Lee Peterson show, blacks, whites, Hispanics, foreigners, and everybody else are calling into JLP uh, their hearts and minds one back to the Lord. So thank you, Joe and Phoenix, <laughs> for your concern. All right, well, we disagree, Mama. but um, that's what I am. <laughs> yeah. All right. Get your jobs in, James. Got to get your jobs in. It's true. <laughs> not true. That's your opinion, but it's not true at all. But have a good day, James. You too. What a fun call. <laughs> Being a cop in the U.S. sounds scarier than being a soldier in the Middle East, says Greenwall. Indeed. <laughs> I got to get to Ronnie in Ohio on the line here. Ronnie, thanks for calling, man. What's up? My brother James. What's going on? Not much. How about you? Uh, I can't call it. Um, I'm still on saying that Nikki Haley's Trump's best choice for VP. Ooh. Don't say um, that out loud again, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm about telling to, about you to question your masculinity. As, a, as, <laughs> as an impartial third party, yeah, I think Nikki Haley's his best bet. Um, You're not impartial, don't man. Want, and if, Go ahead. And if people don't want her to run in 2028, she'll at least have a track record um, uh, as being VP. But I don't, I don't see anybody else that fit. Um, but I'm not mad at the Larry Elder pick. I don't know why you are. Uh, I'm not mad at it, but I don't think that he's the one. Um, and I really l- like, admire him. He's better. He's a better fit than I would be at this point. But this guy, he's untested, and I'm baffled that you think that uh, Nikki Haley would be. I'm just really distracted by that. I forgot that you'd said that. Had you said that on my show before? Yes. Um once the debate kind of sparked, or so-called debate, I guess, uh, once it, it sparked, I was like, nah, Nikki Haley's the clear best <laughs> fit. He, she probably why are won't you be such the a, choice. He'll, he'll, such a pro, why are you so, such a pro-establishment guy? Like, you... It's not even, a, it's not establishment. It's it, it's her track record. You said Larry Elder's not yeah, tested. Right. How could he be tested in a way that Nikki Haley hasn't been tested? Nikki Haley has been found wanting. She's been she's tested and failed. How can Larry Elder be tested in a way that Nikki Haley hasn't been tested? I don't know what you're. I don't understand the question. Okay, so you said Larry Elder's not tested. Right? What could what could so that means that there are gaps on his resume? Yeah, in, I mean, he, your, I don't know that opinion. he's. I don't know that he's 
run an empire or built an empire exactly, you know, in the way that Trump that's did. The prereq- that's the prerequisite for running for vice president? <laughs> yeah, you got, I mean, because you could become president. What's that? Mike. Mike Pence didn't do those things. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't know Mike Pence. I wasn't, I wasn't either for or against Pence. Okay, so I guess the time. my question for you would be, who are you for? Asmodor. If you're not for Larry Elder and you think Nikki Haley is... <laughs> Asmodor, uh, but in, in uh, Asmodor and Larry Elder's defense, I don't, think, I don't know that either of them have built empires, but Asmodor is at least a white Christian man who's, who's loyal. And Elder is a, a black Christian man who seems loyal, but Asmodor is just the man for the job. But I don't think that's going to happen anyway. It's not his time. I don't think it's even his time, really. But, uh, yeah, I don't, there's nobody I really like. Got it. Yeah, but Nikki Haley, come on. She's been found wanting. She caved on the beautiful rebel flag on the Capitol grounds of South Carolina, wherever she was governor, one of the Carolinas. She, uh, she called Trump racist or dumb or something like that back in 2016. He put her as, uh ambassador to the UN got her out of the country thankfully I don't know if that's what that means and then she came back and it is attacking Trump again and being a phony politician and warmongering just like your other hero John McCain another rhino who didn't belong in uh, the government and that's why I call you so establishment friendly because you have this idea of um Acting with civility and being all statesmanly or something like that. Treating people like human beings? Trump. That's what Trump does. He's the only oh, one who does it. Get the hell out of here. Get the HB double toothpicks out of here? Is that what you said? <laughs> get the hell out of here. Hey, hey, hey. Trump kids listen to the show. Respect. Heck. <laughs> Go ahead. Go I ahead. I what I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's laughing at me. He black. Yeah. Trump is, Trump is not... Uh, character-wise, you, I'm Great not saying character. he needs to change or anything, yeah. but um, if, if you're accepting of the, I call it baggage, if you're accepting of the baggage or the circus that comes along with Trump, you can't treat pe- other people uh, harshly. You got to keep them on the same. Uh, you can't expect more from Nikki Haley than you do from Trump if you want Trump to be the president again. I and he's no. He's I do not expect. Perfect, so I will never expect more from uh, Nikki Haley than I would of Trump because Trump has shown himself to be part of the light of the world, as Jesus called uh, his disciples. And Nikki so Haley is darkness. Why hold her to a higher standard? Then? I'm he, not. He I'm holding her to a low. Her I'm holding. Names. I want some semblance of loyalty from her. She has none. She's a kiss up to the fake racism thing. She's a kiss up to the fake woman thing. She's a kiss up to warmongering, I hear. She's a phony rhino, phony politician. And she's a woman. She's not, she's not fit to lead. And oh, she's, shame, on her for being, shame on her for being a woman. No, not shame on her for being a woman, but shame on her for trying to be a, the president. You just told me kids listen to the show and you're writing her off because she's a female. And you're right. writing off Larry Elder because he's black. I don't write him off because he's, well, I write him off because he's black for vice president because it feels like kiss-up stuff. So, he, so, so Trump should choose somebody because they're not black? Yes. He should pick a white. 
because that would be that would be great. We're we're all about symbols in America. Symbolic is important. Symbolism is important. We need to be shamelessly all white in our leadership because the liberals have gone so far with this diversity crap. Sorry, kids, parents, that we need to be the opposite extreme. White men, rich Christian. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be fun? In your face type of thing? Wouldn't that be lovely? And we love the blacks, and, and uh, there's some quality blacks who could, who could become great leaders like, uh, you know, Clarence, Clarence Thomas, JLP, Larry Elder could uh, do his thing around here somewhere. So you, you apologize for saying rap cray. <laughs> yeah. Rap K. Rap cray. You don't apologize for You ever seen the movie Higher Learning? I don't think so. Is that that's like a '90s uh, one that has like rap, maybe rap, but like hard rock and stuff like that. I think it, it's, it's movie. got a, it's got a. I mean, it's about a bunch of uh, college freshmen. Okay, there's the the cultural class. You got. I think I have different the, backgrounds. I've never seen it, but I think I might have the soundtrack of all place of all things. Yeah, but, yeah. I have you know, uh, Depeche Mode, Depeche Mode, Otis Redding. Tori Amos, Outcast, Rage Against the Machine. Higher Learning. On, music, music from the motion picture. picture. Uh, Tori Amos covered Losing My Religion originally by R.E.M., right? I think. And uh, Outcast had the song Phobia. Rage Against the Machine had the Year of the Boomerang. <laughs> but no, yeah, I've I'm never sure seen it. The, Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I know the soundtrack's probably diverse, but yeah. uh, it's good. It's a, and it's, there's racial tension in the movie. Okay. Um, and it's based on incendiary comments from people saying things like white power. <laughs> oh, okay. So to say that the the president or the the hopeful president for you should pick somebody else because they're white and yeah. they should carry that on. It's, when you say something like that to impressionable teenagers, they might take it the wrong way, whether yeah. they're black or white. Oh, don't be mama about them, man. I, I encourage you not to worry about the kids. They're, they'll be just fine. I'm not saying I'm worried about them. What I'm what I'm saying is if if we need to watch if we need to say heck instead of hell, we need to also make sure we're not saying things that are miseducating them into thinking that race does matter. No, so we're not. Say it, things it, like it, they have it matters to be white on and it, it should be somebody white, and we need to carry on white things and and that in the third. It matters it on earth. Like race matters. It matters on earth, but it doesn't matter spiritually. So then, in that case, it, to me. If I'm a teenager, I'm going to get more of a message from you saying Trump should pick a president, a vice president uh, that has a good spirit, as opposed to somebody that's white and not black. Uh, yeah, we that's should all. be a it should be a good spirited white good man, <laughs> man, white man. <laughs> good Wouldn't that be awesome though? Don't, aren't you like rolling your eyes at all of this? Oh, the first black this who we made history. Don't you roll your eyes at that kiss up stuff? D- depending on the context, if it's uh, obviously if it's something that's groundbreaking, like the first black president or the first black vice president, go ahead. But it's not something that should be mentioned repetitively yeah, over even, and over and over again. Yeah, and even the first black president and vice v- black vice president, that's eye, an eye roll, too, especially since they picked such horrible ones. Obama and this, I guess she's black, right? Kamala Harris. Those are like oh, the worst you. ones that you could 
You Imagine. Think, She's not even a normal black. <laughs> nor is Obama a normal black American. Right. And, and nor are they even... We don't have a, and worst of all, they have the worst mora- morality. I would disagree. I don't, I don't know if I want to go down that rabbit hole with you. Actually, yeah. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole with you. But Pro-LGBT, uh, pushing the un- racism un- thing. Go ahead. Unfortunately... Uh, Obama's the best black president we ever had because he's the only black president we ever had. So if this is the uh, the great melting pot in the land of the free and the home of the brave, you think it'll be more historic representation, but that's where we are. No, man, you don't want representation. Representatives are for... Representation is shallow. That's... that's That is golden coming from the mouth of a white man who probably... Has it, have you ever been like the only white person in the room? Yeah, and you've noticed that, right? Like you, you understood you was the only Sometimes, white person in the room. Right? If when I see a mirror, I'm like, "Whoa, white, forgot." <laughs> Good lord. Good. So my my point is, yeah, there's the opposite inverse of that, where you have black people who are always the, sometimes the only black person in the room. So what? There's a there's a difference in understanding it. So when you say who needs representation, or you say who cares that all the presidents except one were black, and all the pre- I mean, were and the, white, and and the, the one was the worst one. one. The one was one of the worst of all the presidents. How Maybe could he, said, he have been the worst if if he if, he's the worst crazy. in our lifetimes? <laughs> you crazy? The way crazy. He, the way he cleaned, the way he walked into that office when it was a mess, and then he left it a beautiful. Set up for Donald Trump to come in. Are you kidding me? You, you crazy? That's not no, crazy. I'm not kidding you. you. Look at how things were in 2008, and look at how things were in 2016. Much worse in 2016. You are crazy if you think that. Ever heard of Black on Lives any, Matter on any scale? Ever not heard of, on any scale where things worse in 2016? Ever heard of Black Lives Matter? That's not Obama's fault. Yes, it Did is. He start the organization. He, he supported he started, them. Did he start the organization? Nope. So then, how is it his fault? He supported them. He brought them to the White House. He validated their false narrative of this imaginary racism thing p- based on pure speculation. What a snake in the grass. People aren't, people aren't validated just because they go to the White House. No, he validated... He, he valid, he, not just because he uh, brought them to the White House. The, everything that he said on these issues, these famous Black Lives Matter incidents, uh, Trayvon Martin, uh, Mike Brown, and all these other things, Freddie Gray and all that, all that kissing up to the fake idea, oh, I've been followed in uh, department stores, and many, uh, practically every black man in America has been followed in uh, department stores and stuff like that. What a phony, a snake in the grass, an evil person, a divider. We're worse off Was in it? 2016 than 20, 2008. I, I strongly disagree. I don't, I don't know what circles you were running in. No, you're just blind on this issue, under- man. I'm not. Yeah, you on, think on Nikki Haley's scale. a good presidential on pick. In, when, when Obama left, it was 75 straight months of added jobs. Donald Trump ended that streak, but no, every single man. month was getting better and better and better. You think Obama helped with the job situation? I'm telling you, 2016 was better than 2008. No, no, no. Do you That's think Obama helped with the job situation? Yes or no? I think that I think that 2016 was better than 2008. So you can't admit that Obama did not help with the job situation. Go look at unemployment. You don't want to say look yes. Look, look at the unemployment number from your statistics guy. Look at the unemployment numbers I'm not a statistics guy. I'm a truth guy. Un- uh, uh, right. Everybody's a truth guy, right? But I'm a, right. I'm, a, so, I'm a look at the man guy. 
it was the slowest recovery of the recession everybody was saying ever because he was dragging it down with all this mess. It was a recovery. It was not a recovery. People complaining that it didn't happen fast enough. So Republicans <laughs> drove the bus into a ditch and then said Obama took too long you to get it back on the road. Repu- You're so phony, man. You're falling for all this mess. 2016 was better than 2008. No, it when wasn't. When I say Republicans did not it, true. it's because they had the House, the Senate, and the White House in 2008. This is so phony. You're, in, you're, you're basically Go. falling for the establishment because Republicans are just as bad as Democrats in terms of... Uh, in terms of uh, being dumb liberals. Wait a minute. Which establishment do you think I support? You, you support the John McCain, Nikki Haley establishment, an Obama establishment, yeah. apparently. Well, first of all, those are really three different, I guess, establishments. No, they're not. They're all the same. They're all kissing up to one another, and especially one towards the Obama side. Because the, the so-called Republicans... Trump's team or your... If, if in your eyes there's two teams, you're either Team Trump or you're Team Anti-America, then you're right. But that's very divisive. And that's not uniting the races with truth. Uh-uh, it is that's the truth. Uni- there's good versus evil. If you think Obama was evil. Sides, Nikki Haley's and, and evil. Then, John McCain was if evil. You think, if you think that there are only two sides and Donald Trump is the determining factor on which side you're on. I didn't say that. Oof. I said Trump is, didn't have to say Trump is a Christian, the light of the world. It. Aren't you a Christian? You either... You think that the only two teams are Trump supporters and people that are anti-Trump? No. You think those are the only two? Sides? No, I said there's good versus evil. So then, how can how can how can Obama and Nikki Haley be from the same camp? Because they're both children of Satan. They're both believe in the racism thing. They both prop up oh. women falsely. They both support uh, tearing down the uh, beautiful Confederate rebel flag of America. Stuff like that. They're snakes. Serpents, children of the devil. And you fell for them. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Ronnie, you, come on, you look man. At, look, look, <laughs> look at the numbers in 2008 and 2016. Numbers and don't you can matter. Them. I, I, I got to jump. <laughs> All right. Take care, Ronnie. Appreciate you, Good man. Good talking to you. Bye. All right. <sighs> Alex in California is on the line. Alex, what's up, man? Take you, Pooh. I'm going to zip through this. Okay. Just like I always do, Okay. Okay. All right. He called me Hakey Poo. Hakey Poo, Hakey Bear. <laughs> uh, you're lucky right, I so can't reach Phoenix, you to I'm hit you because I have a knockout uh, punch. Go ahead. I know exactly why Joe's angry. Joe is angry because he's mixed, so he's not black enough for the blacks, and he's too black for the whites. Um, I think that's why. He may not even know that, but I think I'm pretty sure that's why he's so angry. That makes a lot. Um, that's not why he's angry, but that's the um, that he he's caught hell from both from both sides, and he has uh, hell inside of him from uh, his mama or whoever raised him, and maybe his he he pretends like he really respects his father, but it was more like a fear. I don't know if he really loves his father, and that's why right, he doesn't and, really um, love Jay. Like I, I used Great to kind of disagree with you about the interracial stuff, but I'm starting to see the light, especially with people like Joe, because when you have someone who's a mixed race, they don't have the quote unquote loyalty um, to one or the other. Yeah. And they're not, like I said, he's not black enough for blacks and he's too black for whites. Um, yeah. To get on Great point, man. point that he's going on about why white people are clutching their pearls around blacks and all that. Um, he said something about getting pulled over and the, and the cop like unholstered his gun and yeah. 
Well, I actually had a black person pull a gun on me. They didn't just unholster it. He pointed at my face, and he pointed at my face because we wouldn't open for breakfast a half an hour early. Whoa. So, Joe, if you want to talk about, like, how none of them commit crime or it's only point point zero zero one, whatever whatever it was. Um, I think it's point eight seven percent. Really change anyone's mind? Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've experienced it firsthand. Yeah. Um, but I guess just to to end it with. Wait. So that was a black guy who who uh, pointed a gun at you because you wouldn't open a restaurant early. We opened restaurant at seven o'clock. He showed up at six thirty, harassing the female cook, calling her the b word and wow. all sorts of stuff. And this I is told a black him, hey, guy, dude. I was like, we're not open till seven. Yeah. Like, shut it down. Leave her alone. And he pulled out a gun, pointed it straight at my face. He didn't just unholster it, Joe. Are you black um, or are you black or white or Hispanic or white? If you don't mind doxing your race or, or me, I'm, I'm as white as paper. Okay. Yeah, you can't get whiter than I am. Cool, man. Uh, what was the point? So I wanted v- to end it Alex on basically Trump a question. Alex Trump, VP, twenty twenty four. Go ahead. <laughs> a statement and a question. Uh, statement being the way that Joe goes about denying crime and statistics and denying the reality that uh, you know blacks are doing what they're doing. It's not changing anyone's mind. In fact, you're making it worse when you deny the bad things that they're doing. It just you're obviously covering up for them, and that's not going to change any white people's mind. So my question is. What can black people do to change the perception of the public of the you know the negative stigma that black people have? What is what is the plan to change that? Is it just denying all the crime and then saying white people are racist? I don't think that works really well. Yeah, I uh, he has this blind anger at JLP and this blind criticism of J- at, of JLP for. Um, for the way that JLP speaks, and JLP speaks in just general terms, and a general statement is not a false statement. Um, and it may be imprecise, or there, there might be some inaccurate things that you can nitpick about, just like with Trump, but the big picture is the truth. And the solutions and the love are undeniable, except to a blind person who can't see. So, right. and, uh, and I, don't, I don't mean to start like caller drama and all that. I just yeah. had to address this because it's something I was thinking about the other day. Like, what can black people really do to change the world's view of them? You know? It's almost they too can, late at this point. Oh, yeah. They, they can just become individuals again, as JLP says. Don't go with the crowd. Don't you, go with you your know, thoughts. Like, let's, let's say when there's a, a mass shooting with a white person, do you, James, or do I ever go, oh, well, it's not all white people? Or do we just look at it, oh, that guy is nuts. You know, that's a bad person. Well, nowadays they've yeah. they've poisoned the uh, well so much that blacks are like, oh, look at all these violent whites, and so that that evil defensive spirit can rise up in me sometimes. I'm like temptation to try to argue with the devil, but no, you're right. It's whites are have always be, not been for uh, being evil like that. And we've we don't been quite identify with other whites because we're so diverse. Right, There's we don't. So many different types of whites. I know, and that's an issue too. I I don't have quote unquote loyalty, or I don't believe in loyalty from whites because there's so many different ones, and 99 percent of them seem to be liberal lefties. Yeah. So I just stick to myself. I, when I see some crazy serial killer, you know, cutting someone's face off and eating their baby, and it's white, I don't go, oh man, uh, don't report on that. You know, only only point zero five percent of whites do that. I just look at that as a bad person. Yeah. So Joe, I would recommend you stop identifying with a color. Maybe try identifying with being a human being like the rest of us, and your life will maybe improve a little bit. 
Um, and I'm going to say it again. You're not black enough for blacks and you're too black for whites. And that's something you're going to have to chew on and think about. Nice, man. Appreciate the call, Alex in California. Take care, man. Have a great day, James. You too. Bye. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think I will be able to get to my flat earth topic today. My ball, obvious globe earth. So I put this up for nothing, guys. Uh, I don't think that I'll be able to get to some of these other things that I said that I would get to. Um, such as, uh, this gal, uh, you know, the one who hates Trump, the black one from Atlanta area. Space is cool, but we'll just have to get to it tomorrow, I think, because we're coming to a close. Joel Friday is going to be coming up soon. Okay? Uh, I have some super chats to read. It is from, uh, C on C, Three Coffees. Can't think of anybody for VP. They might wake up one day and decide to betray him. Hank is loyal. Samson Hake. I call her Delilah because she asked me personal questions. Uh, be Trump's VP. If they won't, if they won't stop him first. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. But thank you uh, for the vote of confidence. See on C. Popcorn's Thump Keg says, I think you're missing the tr- tr- point of Trump's tax case. The problem is you can't say, oh, my pr- property is worth $100 million dollars. It's not a tax case. It's not, it has nothing to do with taxes. Uh, when you're trying to get a loan on it, and then when it's time to pay taxes on the property, oh, it's worth $70 million. Crude example, but I think that's the basis for it. Um, why can't you? Are you sure? Do you know that? He keeps on saying we collected millions from China in tariffs. He still doesn't understand how tariffs work. Uh, it's the American companies that pay the tariffs on the imports. This is basic stuff. But uh, businesses started producing here again. Um, so yeah, don't worry about it. Lastly, again, Hake goes, yep, as the caller is saying, the discrimination against blacks is in their head. Yep, it's true. Meanwhile, he knows the organization he works for wouldn't hire a black person with a black-sounding name. It's not because they're black, it's because they're into the blackness. Duh! My close and personal friend Jib Jab bought a coffee. Do you believe in Santa Claus? I've never heard you speak on this, I think. I, uh, yes, yes. White Lion bought our coffee. Hey, look up and share your thoughts on Kalorgi Plan and Synagogue of Satan. Thank you, man. Someone bought three coffees. Keep on doing what you do. La, la, la. Appreciate it, guys. Shout out to taking care of business for the ice cream. Is so, so, too, with 555-555-565. Thank you, guys, for the support. I have two minutes for Rick in Hampton, Virginia. Rick in Hampton, Virginia. You have two minutes to go, man. Go for it. Man, James, my brother, man, I was like to say, man, Benny Willis, she might as well go ahead and admit that she's wrong because the, the more she deny it, the more information they find about her and the more embarrassing it is for her. Now they got the secret text now. Now, if you have an affair, just imagine what those texts may say if you would. I haven't paid any attention to this situation uh, Rick? Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, the judge get they gave they submitted the judge some taxes from Nate. What's what's his name? Well, anyway, the the, the male attorney. Well, well, her lover. They um they they um submitted some text that was on his phone. Oh. And the judge have so it's sealed. I they, I guess they can't make it public. Yeah. But um they can give it to the judge sealed. 
What what's nope. what causes you to be interested in this Fanny Willis thing? Well, it just it just it goes to prove that they use most maximum destruction. Yeah, that's true. That's all. That's all I'm proving. They and they're and they're just shameless. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, uh, so it's like they'll go through with it, and they don't. And some of them will get in trouble because it's not slick, and, uh, and <laughs> they're a mess. Terrible. And here's my thing, and the church, and the church be letting it come. Now I'm like, I would tell her this. Hey, look, honestly, well, if you don't mind, could you just keep your situation uh, out right now? Just ask for us to pray for you and don't discuss your situation. Uh, yeah, I, ha- because if- I have a clip of her being a mess. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> in yeah, a church. You know, I want to play it. I, it I, I don't know if JLP has played it, but interesting, man. I appreciate your call, yeah, Rick. Sure. I got to cut it short. Oh, Let's oh, talk oh, again. So far, I love you guys, man. Love you all, brothers. Y'all be blessed. All right. You as well. Bye. Guys, this has been the Hake Report. I got to end in time for Joel Friday TV. Uh, Latin A and Callie wanted to comment on Joe and and also Nikki Haley. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Ronnie. That's okay, Ronnie. Hey, we all got our blind spots, of course. We got to... Everybody's blind. But this is Shuby Taylor. It's Shuby Taylor Tuesday, Black History Month, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I think this is version two from the album The Human Horn or something. Hope you enjoy it. Your musical Philistines to all Friday TV next. Bye. And now for my eighth selection, Over the Rainbow. <laughs> so good. Let so nice. If let be the in this nice is he speaking in tongues? Somewhere over the rainbow. Asmodor on Rumble. Under my reign as deportations are, we will have big, beautiful deportations. We will deport like you've never seen. People will say, this is so good. Vice President Asmodor, we can't keep deporting. We're tired of deporting. Israeli NGOs will pay for it, and Mexico, and the UN. We will make the cartels buy back their fentanyl at a huge profit. (laughs) 
crosses the Shuby Taylor guys. Absolutely kosher records. Oh. I got a schedule to How a man should treat a woman by Joel Friday next. Okay, I hope you enjoyed the tunes that I've done by the two great artists. Um, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I've given you maybe not what you want, but hopefully what you need. The end. Shuby Taylor. Adios, America. Bye.